Hello, welcome to Mutant Puke. I'm Jake. And I am Ivy. And we're joined today by the one and only John Benoit of Roselia, of John Benoit YouTube channel, <laughs> which <laughs> features many short clips and long clips of guitar playing and things like that. Um, Your one-stop shop for all the noodles you could ever need. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it's the best place that isn't Chinese for noodles. <laughs> You know, um, so, uh, we like to, well, first things first, Roselia, Roselia tour got announced, uh, yeah, uh, very recently, a few days ago, I think. Um, yeah, we just announced it. Super stoked. We're going out with Lilac Kings. Yeah. It's going to be an awesome time. Yeah. And you're touring mostly in like Texas and that sort of area, Texas and California. Yeah, Texas and uh, just West Coast stuff in general. Okay, and not not hitting everywhere yet, but getting it getting it started at least. Yeah, and is Daisy going to be with y'all on that tour? Oh, nice. Indeed, yeah. Nice. I I always wonder because you're definitely based in the West Coast, and Daisy is definitely based in East Coast. So how's that work with Roselia? you know, and touring and scheduling and all that, does it make it kind mm -hmm. of a nightmare or, uh... I mean, it, it sounds like it would be a lot harder than it ends up being most of the time. Yeah. <clears throat> it's usually more so that it's just kind of restrictive in terms of like what we can do and can't do. Yeah. We don't, obviously we don't get to like play a lot of local shows. So like, you know, if like, I don't know, hail the sun's rolling into town or whatever, we can't like open for them or anything like that or yeah. any, anything like that, you know? Which is unfortunate because, like, in every band I've been in before, playing local shows is always like a lot of fun, uh, and it's a great way, you know, get your chops. But fortunately, I've I've played in bands with a lot of the people I'm playing with in Resilia before, mm -hmm. so ne luckily we have a lot of that out of the way. But yeah, so y'all never play without uh, Daisy, or do you sometimes just do? Is it like everyone scattered everywhere, or? How much of Roselia is in California? So like three-fifths of the band is here right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, but the bassist, Ethan, and Daisy are both on the East Coast. Oh, okay. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a long ride. So we have, to, we have to import at least two people if we, <laughs> need get, if we need to get them here, or three people over there. So there's something to be done no matter what, pretty much. Yeah, some FedExing, some uh, yeah, major exactly. postal service action. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so we Unreal. like to do musical origin stories here. We like to know how you started getting into music, you know, of course, how Roselia formed your YouTube channel. We want to know it all, John Benoit. We want all the <laughs> answers. Do you ever get Benoit Blanc uh, jokes? I'm just starting to. And <laughs> I, you know what? It's a huge improvement to Chris Benoit. So oh. like, I'm, I'm here for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, you know, I still can't get away from Jake from State Farm. It, I, it's just like the albatross that's been around my neck for <laughs> however long that ad's been out. Um, I have a buddy who leaned real hard into that one. He's been yeah. Jake from State Farm to a lot of Halloween parties. I, and it's been quite best for him. I did do that and it is like successful, but I, I'm resentful. <laughs> I just wanted to stop hey. at a certain point. Like, okay, I did the Halloween thing. Now I'm done with it. I've moved on, but no one else has, and you know that's problematic. Yeah. <laughs> that being tough. Yeah. Um, so what's your? How do you get into music? Like even as a kid, uh, like when did you pick up a guitar, or was that your first instrument? So, <clears throat> I played like percussion in school, mm. and I like kind of hated it at first, but after a while, just kind of got became indifferent towards it. Yeah. And. Uh, Honestly, I feel like that was like really good in general, like uh, just because like before I like did anything with like a guitar, yeah. I had, like a pretty decent rhythmic basis, just kind of like from like doing it at school. But uh, when I was like 12, I started playing bass guitar. I think honestly, it was probably mostly influenced by like Guitar Hero being present yeah. and like <laughs> old music starting to be like kind of cool in my circle of friends because of that. Oh yeah, and I was like, bass seems kind of kind of all right. Like it had four strings; it wasn't too intimidating. 
and it like kind of felt cool <laughs> in the hand. It's like really heavy and stuff when you're like 12. And uh, I just kind of like dug that. My brother played guitar a little bit. Uh, so like it was it was kind of natural. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do something like that as well. And then you know, over time, him and I actually ended up switching. He plays bass now and I play guitar. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah, I was like really into like Guns N' Roses. Nice. <laughs> I just really fucking loved Classic. Slash. I thought he was I thought he was so fucking cool. I still kind of do. <laughs> He's still like an awesome guitar player in my book. I love him a lot. But um yeah. It was like I was still playing bass then, but then I heard like like uh Ozzy Osbourne and uh Pantera and I was like, "Oh shit. I need to do stuff <laughs> like that." And then I like started playing guitar a whole lot more, and yeah, wasn't long from then. Then I heard like the Fall of Troy and the Mars Volta for the first time, and I was like, "Whoa!" Ooh. It took me a while to like really get it, but like it yeah. definitely made quite an impression on me. I was like, "Oh, you can play like that, huh?" <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, especially Mars Volta. They really soundscapes, interesting soundscapes. Yeah, the fall of Troy was definitely made a bit more immediate sense because, like, oh, they're shredding, and he's also singing at the same time. (laughs) That's not still kind of blows my mind when when I see that shit. Especially the age they were when they were putting this stuff out, like, dude, it's insane. (laughs) Thomas was like straight up innovating the style, like fucking like sixteen, seventeen. Yeah, yeah, unreal fit, like for real. Yeah, they call it Swancore, yeah. but I don't know. <laughs> Thomas Eric. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I'm screaming, man. Like, <laughs> he straight up made that shit up. <laughs> but Will definitely had put his stamp on it. Like, the the DGD brand of guitar playing is a little bit different. Yeah, to I, his, to I his credit. Agree. It's like, yeah. <laughs> but sure. it's all fucking cool um, stylistically. But yeah, then eventually, like, what really fucking did it for me was Coheed and Cambria. They're my favorite band ever, like, by far. I, I love all, like, that, like, really progressive post-hardcore shit, but, like, Coheed's, like, that's, like, my favorite yeah, shit. Yeah, I feel like we could talk about music for hours and hours here, just yeah. l- listing out the faves, the Jake faves over here. Yeah. But yeah, that, uh, as far as, like, the the band shit goes, I was playing with the, the same drummer for, like... 10 years through like uh, bands in high school and college. Yeah. And then um, that led me to meet the guitar player and the bass player in Resilia because they were in my last band in college. Mm -hmm. And um, as soon as that band was kind of crumbling, I was like getting really into like hail the sun and shit. And uh, I was like, I want to start writing some stuff like this. And uh, smart move. I, yeah, <laughs> it was around the time when everyone was having that exact same idea. Yeah, um, definitely not a very not the most unique thought, but definitely a fun one. I'm glad I'm glad I had it. It was so, a boom, a big boom around that time. Yeah, like let's say instant gratification mothership era, like that yeah. 2016, I guess. Just a huge boom of Swan Corps stuff. It was, yeah. I mean, it was exciting back then. It was, it was super <laughs> sick. Yeah. Yeah, when Mothership came out, that was, like, so hype. I still yeah. think that's their best record. I agree. It's, like, yeah. crazy good. I disagree. <laughs> well. I'm curious to hear to hear what your favorite is. Like, uh, I guess from the Tillion era, I like Instant Grat the best. It's a good pick. That's fair. It's a good pick. I think it gets yeah. shit on a little more than it needs to by some people, in my opinion. Uh, you know, I I think all three of those records are super fire, and all of them have a really good like case to be someone's favorite, especially yeah. now that Acceptance Speech Part Two is out, or Two Point Oh is out. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Updated mix is a lifesaver. I'm kind of like a gremlin. <laughs> I like that old mix. <laughs> it's just what I'm used to. It's like almost nostalgic. there's like a couple tracks where I'm like, okay, the weird, like insane reverb is like definitely a vibe here. Yeah, but <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they fed off with the artificial selection, in my opinion. <laughs> See, what's funny is everyone says that, and I still really like some of that record. Like, Hair yeah. Song goes fucking hard, my Yeah, opinion. there's a few but... spots where they really nail it, but uh, I don't know. all The package all together, it 
always felt so weird. <laughs> like, Afterburner is where I was really still trying to love it a lot. Like, <laughs> and just was like, this is like one of my favorite bands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please, guys. But it's, it's cool. They're doing what they're doing, what they feel like doing, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, so I just want to say that you starting out as a bassist makes sense to me because I do feel chill bassist vibes from you. You know, I feel like there's guitarist <laughs> vibes and then there's bassist vibes, and I do get the bassist vibes from you. Um, I like being lumped in with that a lot with them a lot better. So, so you mentioned you had a few bands before. How many bands have you been in? Uh, and is Roselia like the most, uh, like the band that's done the best in terms of your career? Roselia definitely done the most. Uh, the last band I was in, uh, the singer was like on The Voice. So for a very really? short period of time, that band had a lot of exposure for like one moment. But um, uh, it's it's mostly Resilia is definitely as far as the music itself, it's done the most. Um, but yeah, uh, I've been in like, let me think. I was in a thrash metal band, and in that was my first band. Uh-huh. Then that band turned into an alternative rock band. <laughs> yeah, somehow. <laughs> <It does. laughs> I was probably had something to do with like Coheed. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then uh, after that, then that band kind of turned into a different alternative rock band in college. <laughs> and then I played with like this, like this, like I don't even. They're like just kind of like an emo band, yeah. Sort of for a little bit. Uh, I was kind of just a filling guy, but I played with them all the time. So that was like kind of I was kind of in that band. Yeah. So I think that was like four. <laughs> until and then Roselia five yeah. so Roselia yeah. kind of started off with like it started off let me let me get this right because I'm pretty sure I know I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure I know it starts off instrumental and then you got some guest vocalists on those instrumental songs mm -hmm. and then y'all kind of you know it seems like you and Daisy work the best together so maybe that's why it decide y'all decided you know fully on her as your vocalist. How did that is? Yeah, that is very close to how it went out. Damn it! Um, <laughs> so we were not an instrumental band by choice. Oh yeah. Um, it was really like just fully a product of the situation. Yeah. Like I was trying to. So I like moved to LA in 2018. It was trying to find a vocalist out here. Yeah. But it just really wasn't working out for me. And then the pandemic happened. Uh, and I think I put out Royal Flush like right before the pandemic, but uh, instrumentally, just because I was yeah. like, okay, well, fuck it. This, I just want to, <laughs> you know, do something, you know? Yeah. And uh, then a uh, pandemic happened, and then no one, no one had fucking anything to do. <laughs> so then it was a lot easier to get people to <laughs> sing on my shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you used to, uh, or you, like, dropped it. At least this is a story I was told from Daisy, is that it was, like, that original instrumental was put in, like, an old, like, Facebook, like, group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then she saw it, and she really liked it. <laughs> it's like, oh, this is sick. And then y'all, like, reached out to her to, to do a feature on it. What? Yeah. Was it Swan posting? What Facebook group? <laughs> I'm not sure which one she saw it in, but I definitely posted in like all of those. And this was back when John <laughs> Homies was still kind of a thing too. Yeah. Rest in peace. Not that I don't think she saw it in there. I just wanted to shout out John Homies. I yeah. <laughs> um, man, yeah. those, those Facebook groups used to be the scene. It felt like for Straight especially up. the Swan Core stuff. Like I think it really popped off there. there there was some Reddit stuff, but no one really used Reddit back then. Um, for DGD, anyway. Or talking. Yeah. Those sorts of bands. I'm, like, just getting into Reddit now. Like, <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> it's got, there's some cool shit on there. I'm yeah. just figuring out. But yeah. better late than never, I guess. Um, so, <laughs> sorry. Resetting my brain a little bit. 
<laughs> All good. So I've I've noticed here on your on your Spotify page that Gambit has 1.5 million streams. I yeah. I didn't realize it popped off like that. I'm I'm just gonna make a crazy guess and say maybe it's related to TikTok. Could it possibly be? I if it is, I don't know about it. Really? <laughs> that, really? Yeah, that song is. I don't really fully understand. Like I don't, I'm like just I don't understand the numbers. I don't know yeah. how to like, really track all that shit. I'm not good at that kind of that kind of stuff. Yeah, but like it's done like really fucking good. Like it, it's gone viral almost. It seems like like that's so many plays. Um, uh, like when did that number start going up? Was it like as soon as a song came out, or did it take time? It took a little bit of time, but like. I feel like it was only like a handful of months. It once it hit like uh I think Discover Weekly, one of those like Spotify algorithmic ones, like one of the ones where it just like shows it to you. Yeah. Like that's when it started really doing pretty good. That's crazy. um yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just been kind of consistent since then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's so cool. That's to Joey Holiday on that one for real. That was the first one I heard that uh that he was the, he was that man has the quickest turnaround yeah. out of anyone I've ever <laughs> met for for his vocals. It's crazy and they always sound fucking money. Yeah. So, uh if you're trying to get a feature, Joey Holiday is the guy. He's awesome. But uh that was the first uh the first song I heard with uh with vocals and I fucking cried my eyes out. I was wow. so sick. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to him for real. That's awesome. Oh. Yeah, I've heard that. Uh, I've heard that Joey really like pulls heads too. I- I've heard that he has like kind of like a a, a little cult following of his own. <laughs> like people that love him like absolutely adore him. So oh yeah, it's oh, cool yeah. that you got that feature and then he it just popped off like that. Because I yeah. I don't I think I actually heard it through like a through like a playlist the first time. Yeah, yeah. and a uh, song actually came up in my Spotify. Nice, that's awesome. Yeah, the holiday heads. We're all around. <laughs> <laughs> the holiday heads. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> so, um, your most recent single was in 2022 in August. Yes. You know, you got a tour coming up. Seems like you got some stuff coming up. When can we expect a new Roselia song? More than a song? I mean... The announcement for... Like, we're gonna, like, announce when we're gonna drop the song. Uh, a song. Perhaps more than one song. Perhaps. Um, <laughs> pretty soon. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what the day is, yeah. but it is coming at you quick, before you know it. Um, Ooh. <laughs> yeah. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah i think it's like it's almost like expected now that if daisy goes on a tour with one of her bands (laughs) that there's gonna be some kind of uh release to support it basically it's a pretty good strategy (laughs) yeah it works really well yeah it definitely uh definitely bumps up the numbers and gets people excited (laughs) yeah daisy is definitely the brains of the operation like (laughs) in a big way (laughs) yeah wow that's exciting. So, you uh, you, you write a lot of the the music, right? Yeah, like you're the main I, like writer. For sure, yeah. I'm actually curious, like, what your process for that is. Do you are you are you like more of a person that just kind of like writes an idea and then like records it and builds off of it, or you like sit down and like work it out like very like meticulously, or like a little bit of both. It kind, it's kind of a little bit random, but there's two main ways that I like try to write music. Um, a lot of the stuff on this record was written uh, like hi- hybrid guitar and guitar pro. Mm-hmm. Like I would write like one or two riffs on the guitar that I was like, yeah, this is worth putting into a song or something. And then I'd pretty much just try and like make an actual song around it. Um uh Gam- like gambit and royal flush were all guitar but then like the pandemic happened when i was writing most of the new stuff and uh i was kind of just like 
sit, like hanging out a lot and got bored <laughs> of like just you know playing guitar at a computer so then i would sit at a computer and then like play guitar like a video game on guitar pro and that ended up being like a really fun way to write yeah so that's how i did most of it but i'm trying to step away from that uh for the next batch of stuff i'm writing i'm trying to just play more guitar again yeah that's cool yeah i like that is so you know of course the single strategy the tour strategy you know, it's kind of brilliant, a brilliant innovation, it seems like, in, <laughs> in this sort of modern landscape for, you know, streaming and all this stuff. Do you think there's room in the future for a Roselia-like album or EP? Are we ever going to see that? Uh, yes to both. Um, I definitely, the, the next, like, batch of stuff we're planning on doing, uh, which we're, like, i have a bunch of stuff written we're starting to like learn how to play it right now mm -hmm. um for that stuff i kind of want to make it more of an album or a longer ep mm -hmm. um we'll probably still drop it in a similar fashion though with a lot yeah. of singles yeah it's kind of just like you know the the best way to do it to get the most buzz around the stuff every single time something's dropping yeah as opposed to dropping like you know six good songs at once, like dropping six good songs individually yeah. should theoretically do more for you. <laughs> yeah. But um, I do just, I do like wish it, we had more stuff that was listenable and like, a, Oh, I can listen to like a bunch of these songs at once. Yeah. In a, you know, like a regular album kind of way. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I do. So hopefully, hopefully uh, that gets done soon. But, uh, we're we're kind of waterfalling all of the stuff that we have out now into something so it'll mm -hmm. we'll have something like resembling an ep okay gotcha. uh, by the time all this stuff's out cool and yeah. i i love your your alligator motif on all the art <laughs> like especially the new olive art with the with the little microphone on the building i love that it, it, is there like some sort of alligator greater universe? Is there any lore in your head that goes with this art? Um, at this point, yeah. Um, oh, really? I don't. It's not like solid lore. It's yeah. usually just like when we're in the group chat, we'll we'll like shit post about the alligator. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure each of us has our own alligator head cannon of some kind, <laughs> but. <laughs> What, I, I like to think I'm there's curious. like an alligator. I like to think there's like a little alligator society. Yeah. But um, <laughs> the other interesting like thing that. of that is that on the the first uh, the first art, there's like you know there's like people under the alligators too. Oh yeah. So there has to be there has to be some kind of interfacing between like <laughs> the alligator architecture, <laughs> the alligator people, and like the the like normal humans. <laughs> I don't know yeah <laughs> it's a lot to consider yeah 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 <laughs> yeah for sure i'm i'm ready for a z2 comic book or you know one of those i i got a z2 comic book before i wasn't happy with the quality but um we don't gotta talk about that <laughs> yeah i mean i'm a coheed fan i'm 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 definitely the I'm definitely a good suspect for that kind of thing yeah i have a coheed so I went to see Coheed. Oh, I've seen them twice, actually. I went once. I, <laughs> in the middle of their set, I got a stomach ache. I had to go to the nasty bathroom. And, oh, no. And I got toilet water on a copy of a comic book I had bought from them. No. It was tragic. Um, but a very Jake a very Jake adventure. <laughs> Honestly, most, our listeners will not be surprised to hear any of this. Um, but <laughs> we, we did, uh, uh, ask you like, what is a band you'd like to rank some albums for? And you said the fall of Troy, of course, a classic yes. progressive post hardcore band, you know, one of the best out there to this day. Um, so oh, yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to start with our least favorites. We're going to go round robin. So I'd say there's six albums, right? 
Um, yeah. The I got it pulled up on it. Uh, Fall of Troy from 2003, the self-titled record. Doppelganger. Oh, right. Um. Uh. Yeah. Doppelganger. Manipulator. In the unlikely event. Okay. And Mulkilterth. Am I saying that right? Do you know? Mulkilterth. I think it's Mulkilterth. 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 Yeah, they're they're from a town in Washington called Mulkilterth. Oh, I think. What the? F- oh, that makes yeah. a lot of sense oh. actually. Oh, okay, okay. So it's like Earth and then their plant. Okay, I got it. Wow, what a bunch of artists. <laughs> Making new words. Doing um, it again. And, okay. and we Let's just do the albums. Let's not bother with the ghost ship demos or the Phantom on the Horizon stuff. If you're cool with that, is that disrespectful to the Fall of Troy canon? <laughs> that is my third favorite record of theirs, oh. but it's okay. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> I can definitely just put it out, put it like in the EP section. Yeah. <laughs> um. Are we all ready? I think I think I know my list by heart. I think I know yeah. it by heart. Oh, do you? I got mine written down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I might get in trouble for my list, but uh, let's start with you, John, uh, and then go to Ivy, and then I'll go, and then you know, in a circle uh, until we're done. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. So. From least favorite to favorite, right? Yep, exactly. All right. So at the bottom, I have the first record, um, The Fall of Troy. Okay. Uh, purely because, not because it's bad at all, <clears throat> just because I anything, most of the songs I would listen to on there, I would just listen to on Doppelganger. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really <laughs> the main reason. Sure. Uh, then next up, I have Muckle Tears. Pretty good record. Uh, it feels, one thing I was thinking about when i was listening to it for yeah. this uh for this thing is that like it feels like a lot of the songs have like like a fake jam section in it <laughs> like <laughs> like like where they would do a real jam live and like do a bunch of crazy shit yeah they just kind of like make a jam on the recording which kind of felt a little weird yeah. but it's also kind of cool i don't know i had really mixed feelings about that but i still think it's a good record um <laughs> yeah then there's okay uh shout outs to my friend jeremiah who is like an okay evangelist Um, (laughs) i still really like this record but um there's some songs that are flatter than others for me Mm -hmm. but like for 01k and suckomatic are both fucking bangers so yeah still, still some pretty good shit on there uh in the unlikely event is my next one i like that one a decent amount um it's one of the records where it's like i barely know any of the song names i had to like look at them to like see what their actual names were <laughs> but like battleship graveyard goes stupid uh dirty pillow talk with Rody walker is fucking sick yeah. as hell i love Rody walker protest hero is fucking dope of course yeah manipulator <laughs> next uh obviously that's that album just goes fucking stupid hard don't even need to explain it and then doppelganger is my favorite I just fucking love all like it's so like fucking crazy energetic. I just love how fucking like frantic the whole album is. Yeah. 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 Doppelganger, a legendary album, you know, I, I think this would be, you know, a lot of people say it's untouchable, you know, to, to say anything against it would be heretical, you know, um, straight up. Yeah. I, I, I love talking about this album. Um, Ivy. <laughs> I was letting him cook. Yeah. I kind of like that. I kind of yeah, like yeah, that yeah. format. It goes really fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Usually usually we go like you do number six, Ivy do number six, I do number six. But oh, honestly, man, once you good. started doing it, I was like, actually, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes way yeah. more sense. Usually it takes like 30 minutes to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're letting them cook. No, yeah, Honestly, you cooked and now our podcast yeah. is better. Thank you, John Benoit. <laughs> My pleasure. Forever improved the the podcast. <laughs> Uh, honestly, my list would be pretty much the same, except instead of having the first album at the very last, I'd probably have it second. I think because it has some of the same songs that Doppelganger has that I would put it at number two. 
Um, but that, yeah, it's pretty much the same. I didn't have a chance to like go back and listen to all of these albums all the way through for this ranking. Um, but I've heard like bits and pieces of every album. So I, I feel pretty confident uh, going into it before I even heard your review that I was going to say almost exactly (laughs) the same list as you. Uh, I, I definitely need to actually like put some more time into listening to some of these because the only one that I've the the two that I've listened to the most are probably Doppelganger, uh, Manipulator, and then I guess obviously the the first album since it has some of those same songs. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I never like I never really got into the Fall of Troy. There was actually this uh the the tour that it was um it was like Chan, the Fall of Troy, and Hail the Sun. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, um, I I saw them in Cincinnati uh, when I was living there at the time, and I just remember like I got there super early because I wanted to see Hell the Sun open, and I was like right up at the barricade, and like uh, the Fall of Troy came on right after them, but there was like this this guy standing next to me, and he was like, "Oh yeah, are you are you here for the Fall of Troy?" I was like, "Actually, you know, I kind of came for like Hell the Sun. Like the Fall of Troy is cool, and I like them, but." I really wanted to see Hell the Sun. He was like, the fuck? Like, dude wasn't even there for the Hell the Sun set. <laughs> but he Jeez. was like, he was like, oh, yeah, well, I love fall, I love the fall of Troy. And, uh, you know, they get a little bit crazy. So if anything happens, I got you. And I was like, that's cool, dude. It's <laughs> like, I think like halfway through the fall of Troy set, I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to go like... Stand with the hail the sun dudes and watch this from afar, what? and then uh... <laughs> there's there's secret lore because uh, we discovered a few I don't know like a few weeks ago that I also went to that exact exact same concert. Oh, we did yeah, not know right. each other, so obviously like it's not like we ran into each other or anything. I I would have never known, but. <laughs> It's like just crazy, we just man. happened. I got there late. I didn't even get to see Hail the Sun, so I was disappointed in that. Same exact thing happened to me on that tour. Really? <laughs> really? Were yeah, you at Bogarts in Cincinnati? Was everyone there? <laughs> that would have been crazy. Jumping wah. I was in Bogart. Connecticut somewhere. We had to oh, like wow. we had to like rent a car to go to the show and oh, shit. shit. I lived in Boston at the time, oh, and yeah. me and my buddies were trying to all go to the show, and none of us had a car. <laughs> So we like pulled our money together, and w- one of us was like at the age where we could rent a car. Fortunately, nice. shout out to Jeremiah again for hooking it up. Was it like 23, um, 25 or something like that. Or, yeah, yeah, I think I think he, I he had like just hit the age. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we made it out there, and um, but like we got food before, and it fucked us over because we didn't get to see how it was done. Damn. But, at that time, I think literally all of us had just seen Hail the Sun like three times in a row, like really <laughs> close together. Not that big so of a loss. Like, yeah. Okay, not yeah. the worst thing. Yeah. But looking back at it, I still wish I made it on time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least for, I guess at least for that tour, it was cool to see Donovan do the like, uh, the Fall of Troy vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it was sick. So my list, you know... <laughs> <laughs> let's see um number six number six <laughs> it's gonna have to be in the unlikely event i forgot to listen to this one uh no offense against the album i just forgot you know forgot moment um num- that's like the story of that album <laughs> number five is gonna be mult kill tier earth um i actually reviewed this record on youtube on a video called an actually honest review of Molekill to Earth by uh, the Fall of Troy. They put it on, they like tweeted it out and left a nice comment, so thank you. I didn't really like the record though. Um, I'm gonna say for number, it'd be four. I'm gonna say the Fall of Troy self titled. Okay, bye, Ivy. <laughs> what the fuck happened to my camera? <laughs> Cut, uh, What's going on for here? For listeners, Ivy's camera just disappeared. What the fuck? It's still on. Um, on. For number three, this may be my most controversial. Number three will be Doppelganger for me. <laughs> <That's> crazy. <laughs> um, 
I I don't know why. I I'll get into it in a second. <laughs> my my number two is okay. I like okay. I like the songs on that Inside Out, 401k. It's just I don't know. It was maybe the first Fall of Troy like record that came out as I knew them. So uh, it's kind of one of those deals. A little nostalgia, I think, is a, f- mm-hmm. a factor here. And then number one, I think, is Manipulator. I think this album is maybe their most interesting. It's got a cartoonish quality. Like, it it just leaps off the page. I don't know what the fuck is happening to Ivy. Um. <laughs> I'm trying to fix the thing, but I it just, even if I change the background, it doesn't. It's not picking it up. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Oh, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. We're just, just going to be like this for the rest of the fucking video. Um, My apologies, John Benoit. It's okay. <laughs> but uh, X Creations, the hardest song of all time. I don't think anyone's ever created a harder song uh, hard, with harder lyrics um, and a harder title. X Creations, goddamn. So good. Um my my doppelganger thing is it just is a little long for me and it's just like it kind of feels like the same thing <laughs> a lot like i i don't feel a lot of difference between each track i mean it's like sincerely impressive and kind of incredible that they made it at their age like i respect it but mm-hmm. uh just for listening it's just not my type of album um, Fair enough. Yeah, but like some car- cartoony shit, like Manipulator, like it it just has such a unique sound to me. Um, totally. Yeah, but that's yeah, my record goes fucking crazy hard. It's definitely like a big maturation from Doppelganger. I feel like it's the logical next step. Yeah, yeah. It feels a little like like Mars Volta esque mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, another band i would (laughs) describe as cartoony (laughs) i could definitely see that um yeah yeah you have something to say ivy i can't tell i was gonna say (laughs) when when uh you mentioned like uh uh fucking mars volta being cartoony (laughs) i will never forget like the first time i saw the music video for the widow i was like what the fuck is this (laughs) (laughs) i was like (laughs) I was like a fucking teenager. I was like, I don't know what's going on here, but I fuck with it. Let's let's let us keep it going. Something to this. What's what's a top tier Mars Volta record for you, John? I'm interested. Right now, yeah, I'm kind of obsessed with um the first one because I just uh-huh. recently found out that Flea played on it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's and an interesting kind of in- record. It's like produced yeah, by I'm kind like, of a pop guy. Like it, Yeah, it's re- like I'm I'm kind of just trying to learn more about the Mars Volta right now. Yeah. So I'm finding out that they've they've done a lot of weird shit. They're like uh, they're that Wikip- I did I wasn't aware of besides the music. Yeah, yeah. Their Wikipedia for Bedlam and Goliath. Great read. <laughs> great read because I I don't I'm a you know, I'm sort of a cynic, a skeptist. I'm going to say the stories that are associated with that Wikipedia are not real, but they have a whole <laughs> bunch of stories about, like, their sound engineer going crazy mm-hmm. while trying to make it, like, the studio yeah. flooded five times or something crazy like that. It's such a funny backstory to that record that when I first read it, it, like, enamored me with that record. I was like, wow, some super, super natural shit happened to make this album <laughs> album a masterpiece. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They're crazy. Yeah. And I'm I'm like with I I was just teaching a I teach a at a music school. Yeah. And I was doing like a red hot chili peppers show. And like but thanks to the YouTube algorithm, I, I was like <laughs> my shit was totally fucked because i was just like look up like red hot chili pepper songs on youtube to teach them yeah and then eventually it just started feeding me like random videos of them <laughs> and i saw this one video of um omar and uh john frusciante and flea playing like this crazy trio set and like all those guys those guys are just fucking like 
insanely creative. Like yeah. they are like actually like fucking wild. Like they did like a 30 minute set of all instrumental shit that like, <laughs> I don't think most of it ever ended up anywhere else. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's like clearly very practiced and like, I don't know. It feels like all of them are just like capable of like getting fucking into their shit and like tight on that stuff so fast, which is so impressive to me. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. They're legends for a reason, right? Like, like straight up. Also, it wasn't flea and baby driver. Like he just shows up in movies sometimes. <laughs> I remember I saw him in a star Wars thing. recently. Oh yeah. He <laughs> was also Donnie from the wild thornberries. No way. Really? <laughs> Yeah, that was Flea. That's crazy. Such a weird guy. Um, <laughs> uh, definitely my favorite Red Hot Chili Peppers member. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> controversial Me statement. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love John Frusciante a lot, too. I, I What the fuck is the name of the record? I'm, like, totally struggling with the names of them right now. But the fucking one with... Uh, with viscera eyes and all that shit. Let me fucking oh. look it up. Is it um, Francis the Mute? Or... Uh, no, it's the Am- one right. Amputecture. Amputecture. John Frusciante, like, apparently played, like, most of the guitar on Amputecture. <laughs> oh. It's pretty fucking interesting. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Anyone that's on a record, on a Mars Volta record that isn't like omar or um what's it cedric it's usually like a very interesting person like oh (laughs) you're on the mars volta like um amphitheater that's such a good record yeah the baphomets is like top top 10 top five mars volta for me probably number one you guys like octahedron oh i love octahedron Dude, yes, yeah. that's what's up. I hear so many people, most of most of my friends that like the Mars Volta are like, eh, I don't like. I that. think yeah. Octahedron is actually my favorite. I think since since we've been wrong is like one of the coolest fucking songs I've ever heard. I don't. Dude. There's just something about that one specifically that really pulls me in. But the rest of the album just like also really fucking delivers. I made like a tier list. I, I listened <laughs> to like all the albums and then made a tier list. And I think I had the most fucked up tier list ever. <laughs> it's like, what yeah. the fuck are you doing? The Octahedron is, I'd say it's the most palatable record they have. Like, uh, it it feels the less like the least weird. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, yeah. uh, like Deloused is a strange record. Bedlam is, you know, it. I think Bedlam is like a little more palatable than you might think but i yeah. mean to be fair that's i think that's their one album that won a grammy or the single at least wax some simulacrum or mm-hmm. however you say that shit won an image yeah. so Dude, yeah goliath is also like if oh you forget you're listening to a 10 minute song it's like pretty accessible yeah yeah it, <laughs> yeah goliath is one of the best you know <laughs> yeah another top five song honestly um that record is oh insane God. oh i could talk volta forever <laughs> yeah it's so true i was uh i was like i've been in this whole like listening to a shit ton of closure in moscow and then i was like god i want to just keep listening to the closure in moscow but i i gotta listen to something else you know yeah just mm-hmm. something else so i i i like a couple days ago, I was doing a shit ton of work, and uh, I just threw on the Mars Volta. I was just listening through the through the fucking albums, uh, or going back through Francis the Mute, particularly. Uh-huh. Get oh, through those uh, twelve minute songs. <laughs> <laughs> There's two records I haven't listened to them still. Uh, kind of like a weird. I okay. I've said this before on the pod. I'm sure it doesn't make any sense to anyone but me, but. I've been saving a couple Mars Volta records because I thought they were gone forever. <laughs> I thought I didn't think they would come back. So, so Francis the Mute and Nocturnicate I have not listened to. Um, Ooh, I love Nocturnicate. I've maybe heard a song from uh, the what is it called? Zed and Two Knots. It's apparently been in a bunch of video games and shit. So maybe I've heard it before, but not actively. 
but yeah, then the motherfuckers came back with a self-titled uh, record. Uh, what's your take on that, John? I I feel like not a lot um, of people talked about it. <laughs> yeah, I heard, I heard a few tracks from it. <clears throat> and like I skimmed it when it came out, but I don't know. I I respect it. It's just not what I was looking for in a, Mar- a Mars Volta record. Yeah. It feels like just another one of the Cedric omar projects mm-hmm. not in a bad way it's like not bad music just uh not what i was looking for i guess which is fine yeah yeah that's a fair like it's always good for artists to innovate but also you know when you shed your skin like that it, you know you're leaving some people behind some people that liked you for you know your skin in the first place um, yeah i think it's a really interesting move considering that they there's they they are so like willing to just start new projects yeah that they chose the mars volta as the medium to release this music <laughs> yeah but i mean maybe they, I, I, yeah yeah maybe they were like um you know we have this name this popular brand <laughs> might as well use it you know it's not doing anything so and you know, I, I'm definitely of the opinion: if you don't like something new, it doesn't make the old stuff bad, right? I think that's like a baseline normal person opinion, but you'd be surprised based on Twitter and all that. Um. Yeah, from what I understand, their shows were basically still regular Mars Volta shows; like they didn't yeah. really change. Like they're still playing all the old shit. Yeah, yeah, oh. definitely gotta see that one day. Um, yeah, man. I yeah I I, uh, I tried but I wasn't able to make it so I gave my I gave my ticket to uh, Sierra from Whistles Ahead so that she oh, could go nice. with Jamie. Yeah, that's sick, man. Well, we'll see Mars Volta one day. <laughs> Hang oh, out. Since we've been wrong, um, I think this has been a super fun interview. I do like to ask a silly little question sometimes at the end of the podcast. Um. What do you think about the band name Ostrich Farm Ranchers? I like it. Like, what kind of music do they play? Well, I'm I'm interested what you think. What what music do you think they would play? Are they a, if they're a good band, I feel like they're a punk band. <laughs> <laughs> if they're a bad band, I feel like they could be ska. <laughs> they could be like really gonna love this. They could be indie too. Uh, I I'm kind of envisioning. That, I just want to say that name, Ostrich Ranch Farmers or whatever. I just said, just out of nothing. I I did not think about it before. I couldn't think of anything. I'm not even happy with that. But I do think they would do like trap country rap um, style stuff with maybe like a. Like an emo rapper flair, like the high pitch vocals every so often, or something like that. You know, it's like cowboy boots and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you see the fucking the the song that was making rounds on Twitter? I think fucking Barstool retweeted or something <laughs> of some like country girl rapper, and it was just like oh, it was yeah. so fucking weird. It was like country <laughs> country trap or some shit, and it was just yeah. this like fucking republican looking ass woman talking about <laughs> I, I beat your ass like my dad but i'm sexy like my mom or some shit like it's fucking crazy <laughs> i don't know if kind of goes hard <laughs> you know. kind of goes not gonna lie find that shit. Yeah. <laughs> get them yeah. on snl right right as the editors start to strike <laughs> um uh, but yeah, that's our that's our show. Go ahead. Do you want to plug some stuff? You know, Roselia of course has tour coming up in California and Texas. Um, yeah, uh, come check us out on tour if you can. We're gonna be hitting the West Coast. Um, keep your eyes peeled for some new music coming coming at you before you know it, uh, real soon. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Hell yeah. Yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for being on. Yeah, thank you so much for joining. It is awesome and this episode will 
Actually, oh, I did have one stupid question I forgot to ask. This is my classic wrap up the show and then unwrap it up technique. Um, not many <laughs> people have been able Banded. to master it. <laughs> so the Oscars are tonight. Oscars, everybody. They're tonight. Everybody cares, I'm oh. sure. Um, <laughs> yippee. Yippee. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a movie that came out last year that you really liked? Did the uh, did the new Jordan Peele movie come out last year? Yes. Or was that the yes. Year? yes. No. Okay. Yeah. That would be it for me. Yeah. That movie was great. Yeah. God, I so really cool. liked that. The scene. I think that was my number one when we did the 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 movie thing last year with Jamie. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was definitely in my top five as well. The scene with the the thing over the house and then it you know the crunch oh, sound chills. effect. Ooh, it, it, it was maybe the scariest fucking moment in theaters for me last year. Um, incredible stuff. Yeah, shout out to Jordan Peele's Nope. I hope that wins something. Uh, I think Kiki yeah, Palmer too. is up for a nomination for supporting, but I can't think of anything. Maybe, like, original screenplay could be. Um, but, yeah, uh, that's my one dumb question I had. Um gotcha. Check out Rosalia, obviously. We're going to try and get Daisy on the show here in a couple weeks. So, you know, a little Rosalia month going on um, on the pod. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Daisy will probably listen to this episode, to be honest. She told me she listens to all our our episodes. Hi, Daisy. Hi, Daisy. Thank you, Daisy. Yeah, hi, Daisy. Everyone say thank you, Daisy. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, yeah. so, of course, we have our Twitter, twitter.com slash puke, where it's mostly just me retweeting stuff. You can check that out. Patreon.com slash puke. Well, actually, not right now. We're paused. We're doing some renovations, fixing some stuff up, scheduling some stuff. It's going to be really good. We're heading to a lot of content here from the Mune Puke crew, and it's going to be really fun. Uh, so don't check out Patreon right now, but do after April 12th or so. Um, <laughs> follow these instructions, and you will find <laughs> the, <laughs> the treasure. I am running out of steam here, so we're going to wrap up. Thanks for listening. New Witch's Tongue from Ivy. Last plug, I think. Um, Bye. Bye.